Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm your host, Billy Pollahan, and with me as always is the Sala to my indie, Mr. Raul Rodriguez. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to the Temple of the Hidden Eye. And I'm Raul Rodriguez, as always. Yes, today we're going to do a franchise. We haven't done a franchise in a while. One of the most historic franchises of all time. And also this is a comeback for us because it's a sequel to George Lucas. This uh, created by George Lucas, and we had done a lot of Steven Spielberg movies. Oh, well, co-created by co-created George Lucas. by he both of them. Write the story. Yes, Indiana Jones, specifically Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's we're just ca- Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're doing Indiana Jones month, technically. Yeah, and now it's Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but Raiders of the Lost Ark just sounds better. It's cleaner. Mm-hmm. It's clean. We didn't saw the extra twenty-one second cut that Sheldon wanted to see in the Big Bang Theory. Uh, I'm disappointed. Also, in I'm you. gonna say this now. Rewatching the movie, I think that Amy was wrong. I still think that Indy was in the vital to the plot. If you remember that thing from the oh, Big Bang God, Theory, that stupid Big Bang Theory joke. Yeah. Uh, no, Indiana Jones is pretty vital to this plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's yeah, she's wrong. <laughs> Yeah, but we're talking about Indiana Jones. Um, I will not forget how I watched Indiana Jones uh, because I went to see the 1999 Mommy remake, got in out of the theater, and I was like, told my parents, I was like, this movie was fucking awesome. And my father was like, it's just Indiana Jones, but in a, with the mommy, though. And I'm like, what's Indiana Jones? And like, we went to, and then we came back from, because we were at the border, and then we came back to Mexico. I only have Blockbuster, they only had Temple of Doom available. So I saw Temple of Doom first, and then I saw Raiders. Whereas, Temple of Doom has a special place in my heart when we get to it. Yeah, it's a you movie. It's a me movie, yes. How I got introduced to this franchise mm-hmm. is... Um, so when I was a kid, growing up, my mm-hmm. mom would always, for every Easter, knew that I loved movies, right? So mm-hmm. she would always get me a DVD set of movies. One year I got Back to the Future... Um, another one, I just got Three Stooges for some reason because mm-hmm. I love the Three Stooges. Another one, I and one of them was Indian or one was Star Wars. One was Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It was the original trilogy because the fourth movie had not come out yet, mm-hmm. and it was a DVD set. I still have that set, by the way. Nice. And so I watched them in order because I had heard about Indiana Jones. And it was just weird to me to think Harrison Ford could be anybody but Han Solo at that time. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. differentiate the two because I thought they were just super different. I was like, who's this guy with this five o'clock shadow and the hat and a whip? Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I could really see the range of an actor or like mm-hmm. see like, oh, yeah, they could play different characters. Well, you're lucky. But- yeah, all at the same time, they're kind of similar in certain respects. Mm-hmm. They are different, but that was, this was the first time I really realized. Oh yeah, no, Harrison Ford is like the guy. Yeah, for me, before I saw Indiana Jones, I knew already Harrison Ford as, um, of course, Han Solo. But I also got to see The Fugitive before I saw Indiana Jones, so I already knew that he had a little better range. In that movie, uh, Presumed Innocent, I think that was the name of that, that that movie. And also I saw Air Force One, Get Off My Plane. So I already damn knew. Quote. 
I already knew about Harrison Ford, but I like that you got to see Han Solo and then you got to see Nanny. That's a really cool transition, though. But it is shows how Harrison Ford has a lot of range, though. But Harrison Ford is known for two iconic roles, Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And, and if you want to be a purist, I guess Jack Ryan. He did two Jack Ryan movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clear and Present Danger and Patriot Games. Not that bad movies, true. but nobody ever talks about those for some reason. I don't know wasn't why. There, wasn't one with Ben Affleck too? But that's the, the sum of all like... fears, but that's but he's supposed to be Jack Ryan. But no, okay. I'm talking about when Harrison Ford played Jack yeah. Ryan. Mm-hmm. And the the two were Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Mm, those are two movies I have never seen. Yeah, but um, with Indiana Jones, also the other thing that is also very used to of how we get blockbusters right now. This is George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's on their at the highest of their powers. Well, this was all because Lucas had actually wanted to do this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, the, like, we're going to start recapping the movie soon, but I just wanted to give a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. He came up with this idea because a lot of there was a lot of adventure serials that they would mm-hmm. see in theaters. And Indiana Wasn't Jones King Solomon one part of the by the the inspiration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of movies that were like uh, that, like Treasure of the Sierra Madre. And mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is not as original as you think he is. Oh no. Like, he is all a tribute to these 1930s, 40s, sort of like swashbuckling adventure Serials and novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the stuff that Spielberg and Lucas grew up with. Mm-hmm. And it was originally going to be Indiana Smith. And then he brought in, uh, Lucas brought in Lawrence Kasdan. And keep in mind, this was just after Empire. Mm-hmm. So, or this was even before Empire. Mm-hmm. and they were working out the story and they agreed oh yeah no we'll just call him indiana jones and lucas he didn't want to direct he found that directing was uh stressful yeah, stressful and he was actually trying to adapt flash gordon mm-hmm. but he couldn't do that he would shelve the indiana smith project and then focus on star wars mm-hmm. obviously we know where that went and then, like, he, he has had this idea since 1973. So it, it's been a while. <laughs> and not only that, I think it wasn't also part of the story, history that Steven Spielberg wanted to do a James Bond. And that's what yes, he got into. Yes, he wanted to do a James Bond. Mm-hmm. But he pitched him The Adventures of Indiana Smith. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately got him. He was going to get... Um, Tom Selleck his friend philip kaufman mm-hmm. actually who would later direct outlaw josie wales Ooh. that's the reason why he wouldn't direct uh indiana jones mm-hmm. and th- then they made it and um or, or they started making it this is actually a paramount movie yeah it's the that's also the first paramount movie i ever saw even before the godfather because i never forgot the opening with the paramount mountain Mm -hmm. and how cool that was for me before watching indiana jones i already knew a lot of like romantic comedies with paramount so i already knew about the logo though especially one of my favorites the first wife's club with diane keaton and goldie hahn you know yes they did do a lot of romantic comedies Mm -hmm. including like sabrina also starring harrison ford 
I like that Sabrina remake too. I like both I, of them. I like that Sabrina remake. Mm-hmm. One of our guests was named for that movie. So, mm-hmm. and, and worked for that company. Yes. So, this movie, oof, the start of this movie is iconic. Oh, yeah. And one more thing about the casting. So, there's a lot of factors that were considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Murray, Nick, Ol- Nick Nolte, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Tim Matheson, Nick Mancuso, Peter Coyote. Jack Nicholson, Jeff Bridges, John Shea, Sam Elliott, and Harry Hamlin. And they actually did cast Tom Selleck. Mm -hmm. That's what you brought up. Three men and a baby. Yes. But CBS uh, wouldn't let him out of his contract for Magnum P.I. Mm -hmm. So he had to drop out. But what uh, the irony is that the 1980s 80s actors strike put the show on hiatus for three months it would have allowed him to star as indiana jones interesting but by then they had cast harrison ford and he had just done empire with uh um lucas Mm -hmm. and you know lucas didn't want to do that he was like oh i don't want to become my uh bob my robert de niro Mm -hmm. or anything like that and but but he was the best choice for the role Mm mm-hmm also, it's pretty interesting for us because uh, we only have done two Steven Spielberg movies. We only have done Jurassic Park and Lost World. And we have done four George Lucas movies. So it's pretty interesting that we're now we're following something that technically both contribute for both of them, especially because these four first four Indiana Jones movies were all directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes. So we're cranking out more Spielberg. Yes. One and day we'll do Catch Me in Your Can in the Terminal. I like the Terminal. Well, we'll get we'll get to more Spielberg in the future eventually. Yeah, we, we kind of have to. Yeah. He's like the guy that introduced everybody to what movies are, myself included, and mm-hmm. I think Raul can also say that. Like, Spiel- it, it, one of the first movies you typically see is probably directed by Steven Spielberg, or he presented or produced like Gremlins, whatever. or Back or Back to the Future. Hmm. Stuff like that. Anyway, start this movie for Yeah, us. so the movie starts with the Paramount logo, and then it turns into that mountain. And then we see... I love how we... That's the thing I always wonder about the filming of this movie. Those first two minutes when we only see the back of Indy as they were, where he's going through the jungle, and I'm like, was that Harrison Ford? That was a double before he turns away, though. I mean, either way, yeah, it works. It's pretty iconic, and then we see a very young Alfred Molina, this was his very first movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty historic. Um, and they're going through all of this jungle, and they see a lot of like a lot, a lot of warning signs, in a lot of in a lot of this uh, kind of like um, a lot of like sculptures. I don't remember the name of the of the tribe. As they're all going away, they're Hotipo. going inside the Tivo. Hotivo. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. That, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, I was like, Senor, please, please, no one has come out alive. And I love the other thing of, like, paying attention to those little details, the thing with the whip. But not only that, the first one of the first traps, the thing about the light. I like that kind of, like, little detail of how those spikes open. And we see the cadaver of... This is the other thing that I wonder. Was that this person that just died in that moment, was that one of the competitors against Indy? Because he was saying some, a name like Forrestal. 
was like, was that the guy that he was talking about? I don't know. I guess. So the whole thing with Indiana Jones is that he's an archaeologist, right? That has a lot of competition. That has a lot of competition. Apparently, it's like just everything has competition. Yeah. And it's it's a lot like, I guess, Han Solo and smuggling. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's kind of like a smuggler. Yeah. Or like in that sense of like competitiveness mm-hmm. everybody wants these old artifacts but indy has a weird thing with museums he's got a museum fetish but um back to that introduction of indiana jones it's all paced really well mm-hmm. um punctuated by the score of john, john williams, williams mm-hmm. spielberg's go-to guy mm-hmm. and i think this is one of his best scores because it just feels like an old adventure serial Mixed uh, with like his use of strings and stuff, and you know his John Williams isms. No, I I'm I'm not gonna give it to you, but I do like the score. For me, still the best score of John Williams is gonna be Revenge of the Sith. I love that score so much. You know much. what? I'll give you that one. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith has some amazing pieces of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love we see this kind of like a, one of these other guys. So I love how that detail. This is the thing that I love about is. This is an 80s PG movie, and I know when 80s PG movies didn't give a fuck. Like, do you see, well, like, fucking cadavers? He was more PG 13 than anything. Very We're close actually going to gonna talk about that in the next episode. Yes. Because you see the details on this cadaver, like, the eyes look so fresh and the blood, and I'm like, damn. And I love the other thing, I'm like, this is pretty good for shadowing the the other trap that is kind of like it feels kind of like a minefield that the that Indy has to go through certain steps to get to the other side of the temple. I'm like, this is a foreshadowing for Last Crusade. And we, and we see that he's not afraid of spiders at all. Mm-hmm. A bunch of tarantulas as well. Oh, and uh, one more thing on the opening is one of them tries to pull a gun and mm-hmm. he just whips it out of his hand and then yep. w- that shot when he goes into the light, that's one of the best character introductions i will say it's i've ever very, seen my favorite shot is when he goes to see marion and the way he's, we see oh the shadow. silhouette oh that's mm-hmm. such the a, that's a good one too um and then i was like uh, and then one of we know this this is iconic when he sees the idol from afar and then he gets the the back of sand and he goes really slow very fucking Aladdin. I think even Aladdin fucking mimicked this. The way that even Aladdin is trying to get the So lamp. many people have parodied this. Mm-hmm. We were just Simpsons. talking before this in uh, The Simpsons. The Simpsons, I think, is one of the first ones. One of the very first. And then, to do uh, it uh, faithfully recreated. Yes, faithfully recreated. And I love how he, for, he has kind of like this back of sand for showering for George Lucas. He doesn't like sand. He gets a and later of, in the movie, actually. Yeah, he gets a little sand out, and I look how he measures, like, predicting the size of uh, the weight of the idol in the back, and then he pulls it, but no, he didn't measure correctly, and activates the trap, and I was like, hey, I think it's, like, part of the temple is splitting up, and oh, then... Yeah, yeah, and I love the fact that the score matches the movement mm-hmm. as well, and then... Uh oh, something bad's going. Mm-hmm. So what happens is he runs through with like the spikes in the wall, mm-hmm. or the if you step on the mechanism, it'll throw like a poison dart at you. And he got lucky. 
well yeah he has a lot of luck in that sense but uh gets the idol and uh they go over a chasm with the whip mm-hmm. um but alfred molina obviously just he's like throw uh, me the leaves idol. him to die because mm-hmm. like adios senor and then a way uh, i'm like the... dude you're you're british don't mm-hmm. you and then in the did i knew that about alfred molina oh, I, yeah. I knew he was british i was like a damn and then between vines, he gets he gets back up and he's running. But then he sees that light trap. Alfred Molina didn't notice that, and so we he see Alfred Molina's body. Did he and just he, call him? A, and also, did he call him a dumbass in Spanish? No, I think that was his last name because it says Satipo, and I'm like, I've yeah, never he's heard like, that word before. Satipo is stupido, or something. I think he, he says he Satipo, just like, but stupid. he never says stupid though. Maybe yeah, Satipo is always saying stupid. And then that amazing shot where he looks back and we get the giant fucking boulder. Oh my god. And dun, it rolls dun, down dun, and dun, I don't dun, even need to tell you what it looks like. It's one of the most famous movie shots ever that everybody uses. And then he runs it and then it turns out the natives are there along with his other competitor, Belloc, played by uh, actor Paul Freeman, who would later be known as Ivan Ooze in the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's Ivan Ooze? I did not yeah. do that. Okay, that's cool. Like, there is nothing that you have that I cannot possess. He's also French. Mm-hmm. He's like, you chose the wrong friends. He's like, if only the Hovitos knew you like I did, Belloc. Only mm. if you knew how to speak Hovito. And then he shows that the idol is their god. But when he's... I love that when they're all bowing and Belloc's not looking. And he just runs away. Mm-hmm. He knows he can't win the fight either. Because he's just like, shit, I just gotta get out of here. And also another iconic shot that even Pirates of the Caribbean ripped off. As we see Indy running away between this big-ass white shot. of all of the tribes running after him was like, start the engine! Start the engine! And this random guy, he's still like fishing. I was like, oh, let me start the engine. And they all go in and we see all of the nerds like, whoo, 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 trying, still trying, trying, not like a lot of spikes and everything. And they get into the plane. And I was like, uh, he's like, ah, there's a big snake in the plane. That's one of my pets. I hate snakes. I hate it. Oh, there's a snake on the plane, Jock. Yeah. I hate them. Also, did you uh, notice the sound bite of when the plane started? It kind of sounded like the Millennium Falcon. Yes, I did notice like, that. They, they really want that synergy, don't they? And, and we find out that he's actually a professor. And we uh, know that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg they get nuts to each other many times. They do. They're mm-hmm. good pals that way. Mm-hmm. And Indy's teaching a class because he's an archaeology professor. So With the very horny girls. With a lot of women in this class, mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously he's Harrison Ford at in the eighties, so he's Ooh. a very handsome man. Mm-hmm. And his friend, who will be one of the most beloved characters in this franchise, Marcus Brody, mm-hmm. played by British character actor Denholm Elliott, mm-hmm. uh, comes in and is just like, uh, "Hey, I got this thing. Um, these two intelligence officers want to meet with you." Like, mm-hmm. the museum will pay you for the pieces that you had, but come on, Indy. How much money does this school have for this adventure, though? I don't know, enough. 
<laughs> well, I mean, the army paid for this one. Oh, that's or true. Or the intelligence. And mm. one of those guys was Porkins from Star Wars. That's why that guy looked familiar. You know, the... Uh, oh, shit. What was... The corrupt uh, cop from Bat Batman. The I know, Michael and Keaton also, one. I know, especially when he says one of the most famous lines of the movie at the end. Oh yes, yes. Yo, we'll get to that's, that line. that's a Lucasfilm actor right there, and they're talking about like how Hitler is getting into the occult, and they're mm-hmm. looking for religious artifacts. And one of them is they're talking about this place called Tanis, mm-hmm. which supposedly is one of the hiding places of the Ark of the Covenant. So the story goes in the Bible. When Moses left for, uh, I think he was taking a pilgrimage, mm-hmm. um, some of the Jewish people built a golden calf with the help of his brother Aaron. Mm-hmm. And that's a, you know, thou shalt not worship false idols. Moses mm-hmm. came back and was so angry, he smashed the tablets, mm-hmm. the, the Ten Commandment tablets. Mm-hmm. And then they put him in an ark and they carried him all the way to Canaan, mm-hmm. right, where it stayed. But apparently um, it just disappeared because forget there's an egyptian uh guy that took it to a place called the well of souls mm-hmm. in the city of tanis where it was engulfed in desert for a thousand years that's a really good exposition yes and so this ark is it's carrying the ten commandments mm-hmm. like the broken pieces that's why it's called the ark of the covenant and one of the people that had uh, information about this was Abner Ravenwood, and that's something that I didn't didn't remember. That was Marion's father. That's something that I never remember. Yes, and remember. he was Indy's mentor. Yeah, that was another fact that I didn't remember. I was like, cool. This is what, that was pretty cool. The headpiece of the Staff of Ra. Yes, and the staff is just this big stick with this medallion piece on it mm-hmm. with the inscriptions and a crystal in the middle. And if you put it in a certain spot, a certain time of day, the sun will go through the crystal and it will show you the location of the Well of Souls, where the Ark of the Covenant is. I forgot. I, I remember right now so many movies that read up Indiana Jones. Even Constantine yep. did it. I was like, yep. there was Everything a lot of stuff. where they have to use the sun to look through something. Yes. And you know what scene I'm talking about. This is one of the most famous movies ever. Yep. And... Then, Especially because it says Hickers interesting in this, of course, an army carrying the ark will be invincible. And I love when uh, uh Indian Marcus they're having a conversation that oh at Indy's the- house as he's packing because he's just like, Yeah, you know what, Indy, they approved it. <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. you're going to uh Nepal. Yeah. I was like, but I'm still like I'm still worried though that you're going to this mission and I love it. And they was like, Oh Marcus, I don't believe in the hocus pocus, I don't believe in magic and Ben Miller. Mm, hocus pocus eh <laughs> no it's uh he's like you know men have searched for this ark for over three thousand mm-hmm. years and none have ever succeeded that's not something to be taken lightly mm-hmm. you know maybe this is a power that we weren't meant to have and he's just like dude i'm just doing this because i want to put it in a museum mm-hmm. you know how cautious of a guy i am as he casually tosses a revolver into his suitcase and this is the other another cliche from a lot of movies talking about science against religion. This yes. is the other interesting thing about the movie as well. And I love this is another thing iconic of Indiana Jones showing us the map as he's traveling. Traveling by map. Yeah, traveling by it's map. So convenient. Oh yeah. By the way, the pilot and at the outside of the plane, uh, producer Frank Marshall. Oh, 
Huh. That's another thing. The Lucasfilm producers, Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Say the fucking jokes. I like Kathleen Kennedy. I know, but they've always been around for Lucasfilm. Yes. They're really important. Always. They've always been producing partners. I'm like, hey, Kathleen has nothing to do with the Mandalorian. That's a John Favreau piece of garbage. (laughs) She's just in charge of green lighting things. Yeah, she's just charging green lighting things. I don't have nothing against her. She doesn't have creative control. Oh, right. She only has control of what gets produced. She's, she's a she's a producer and a and CEO Kathleen of the company. And Kathleen Kennedy talking about more like And again, she's been with Lucasfilm since the very beginning. So not only that, she was technically an assistant to Steven Spielberg first. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg was her mentor before George. Yeah, and I'm saying Frank and Frank Marshall is her husband uh-huh. as well. So they've been around forever. And we also see this slimy dude all in black. We'll talk mm-hmm. about him. Like, he just looks slimy. Mm-hmm. And, and we go to Nepal. And... We, we go to Nepal, and I was like, uh, and I love how Marion's intro, she's she's in Nepal having a, having a drinking game or see who can hold more shots. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I can connect it to this, that even uh, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle copy this, uh, because that intro scene was in Nepal. <laughs> and um, I love that Marion wins, and I was like, uh, and we see that everybody leaves the bar and then a door opens and we see the silhouette of Indiana Jones. I think that's my favorite shot in the whole with movie. The, with the hat and the fe- or the fedora. The, the fedora and everything. I was like, and then Marion just turns around in the shade. And I was like, I knew that one day you will walk into my door again, Indiana Jones. And then I was like, I love that he walks in and then Marion, she just punches him in the face. She's I learned like, to hate you over the past 10 years. I love you. I miss you for 10 years. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, because especially with the recent controversy they released like a year ago, how old is Marion in this movie? Um, 24. So we're saying that Indiana Jones had a thing when she was 14. Yes. Okay. And he is 10 years. So it is the original Arya and Ezra. There you go. I did that for you. You're Thank welcome. You. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. So th- that's but that's thing- the whole, because he mentioned he had a fallout with Abner, and this yes. is the fallout. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know where Abner's at? She's like, Abner's dead. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm just looking for a medallion piece. I did what I did. You don't have to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to hit him again, but he catches. He mm-hmm. learns very quickly. He's just like, here. Here's some money. Tell me when you found it. Mm-hmm. She's like, see you later, Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, the drinking contest is important for later in the movie. It does come back around mm-hmm. because and it shows that Marion has a high out, uh, high tolerance for alcohol. Mm-hmm. And we see, it was like, we see that Marion has the piece, and we see this evil guy walking in. I'm like, what is the name of the character? I don't even know. Oh, his name is Tot. Tot, uh, so, so Arnold Tot. With and, a black uh, fedora. Oh my god. Was he the inspiration for Cool Friend Roger Rabbit? Because it feels like Judge he's dressed almost the same. It kind yeah. of feels like it, yeah. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, mm-hmm. I do know that for casting Marion, Lucas originally wanted Deborah Winger, mm-hmm. but she turned it down. And Spielberg wanted his girlfriend, Amy Irving, but she was unavailable. But then we know what happened in the sequel. They also considered Stephanie Zimbalist... From Remington Steele, Barbara Hershey, and Sean Young. Barbara Hershey. Oh, that yeah, kind of cool. crazy, right? It could have been. I mean, it's crazier than 
I don't know, Bill Murray is. Um, I know, or Steve Martin. Or Chevy Chase. A lot oh, of comedians for some Sean reason. Sean Young is Marion. I could see that too. But yeah, they got Karen Allen instead mm-hmm. because they saw her in Animal House and they were just like, okay, she's got like that spunk about mm-hmm. her. Yeah, Tot comes in and he is just like, uh, I feel like the inspiration for Zola for in the Marvel Universe, you know, Captain yeah. That guy, mm-hmm. he's got the big glasses and everything, but he's just like, uh, oh, um, we want the same thing that uh, Indiana, that your friend Indiana Jones wants. Mm-hmm. We can offer you more fire. money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we also saw, saw that uh, she carries the medallion around her mm-hmm. as a necklace. And then she's like, come on, Fra- Fraulein Ravenwood. You're running out of time. And he's holding this whole piece of fire metal. Poker. Yeah, mm-hmm. fire poker. And fire uh, poker. also, yes, they are Nazis. Yeah, they're Nazis. I was like, I can tell you everything. And I was like, and then we can hear the whip. Let her go. And then a, a big shootout starts. And I love this. I don't know if this is a reference or just because of, of my childhood. But I love when the evil guy, he grabs the medallion. And because he's so high, he burns his hand. And I'm like, it didn't say M like McAllister, like in Home Alone. Where do you think Home Alone got it from? <laughs> I know he got it from there, but I'm like, it's. So also, cool as somebody who has burned themselves before, mm-hmm. not intentionally, uh, yeah, it really fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, that would be like second degree burns, but it's it's basically getting a brand on your mm-hmm. hand because it's so hot. But what happens is the bar burns down and Marion's coming with him and they go to Cairo. But I love when Marion was like, whoa, Jones, you know how to show a lady a good time. <laughs> You owe me five thousand dollars, and you're my. I'm your goddamn partner now. <laughs> and there we go to Cairo, Egypt, mm-hmm. where the rest of the movie takes place. Or they're they're trying to find Tanis because yeah, it's in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they go there, and uh, oh yeah, Tot is also a Gestapo agent, so mm-hmm. that's how he has he's able to pull rank. Um, but they meet Joan's friend because Indy also has this thing where he has friends from everywhere. A lot of them. And one of them is Sala, mm-hmm. played by Gimli from Lord of the Rings himself, John Reese davies Very good character actor. And this blew my mind before we recorded. I did not knew this. I and always thought the connection like, between them. Yeah, that blew my mind when I learned that. I was like, Sala is Gimli? Mm-hmm. And... What happens is Sala, he is uh he's been hired by the Nazis as well to dig. Mm-hmm. Cuz they're trying to dig for the well of souls, but they have nowhere to look and he's like they've got no br- uh brains among them except mm-hmm. for one. They call him Beloche. Mm-hmm. He's a very cr- uh clever French guy and Indy is just like Belloc. Mm-hmm. They hired Belloc. And then this mon- there's this monkey that comes. Oh, that by- evil that evil monkey. Yes, the family guy and thing. And uh, he doesn't point to the screen, though. No, he does not. But uh, what does also happen is that the famous the ambush at the market. Ah, the famous action scene in the marketplace. Please uh, we it. see that the iconic web. Uh, we see that uh, they all start to chasing each other. They chase Marion. We. See, I love that Mary. Marion beating a guy. Um, also, 
I love that the monkey is very part of the plot of this ambush as we see that the monkey rats out Marion. And Marion, she's one of those weird-ass containers that I'm pretty sure even Aladdin stole from this as well. It was like, um... But then we get into one of the most iconic scenes in the movie of the many iconic scenes as we see this uh, this guy all dressed in black with showing his blade that he's so ready to go to brawl on with Indiana Jones and then it's like he just gets his fucking gun and shoots him and the That's... whole j- the production behind that is I never noticed it but yeah you see how sweaty mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is and how he's like barely standing on his feet he had food poisoning yep and there was going to be a big action scene with that, but then they're like, nah, we're not going to let Harrison do that. So they just had him shoot him. And it mm-hmm. also just makes sense. Why would you want to fight the guy when you could just take him out in one hit? Mm-hmm. And also it's a very, it's a very Han Solo move as well. It is. It's a very Han Solo move, but I just, I just love how casual he is about it as well. And I love it with him marrying in the couture. It's like, help me Jones. Help you can't me. do this to me. I'm an American. I'm like, oh, you ignorant. Oh, the story like, takes place in 1936, by the way. That's true. But also, even the 1930s, so you always, that's a cliche in a lot of adventure movies, even now. You cannot do this to me. I'm an American. I'm like, so? Well, yeah, that's what's so funny. <laughs> I know. It was like, uh, and I was like, come on, help me, Joe. And then she's trying. I love also, this is this in another cliche. We go into one of the hallways that Indy sees so many containers that they all look the same and he's still looking for Marion. But then he sees that it goes into one of the trucks, but then this truck explodes. So he thinks that Marion is dead. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I mean, it's made to look like that. And... It makes it look like that, yeah. Yeah. So also, here's an interesting thing. One of the guys, so that one Peruvian guide the one that gets shot with all the spikes Mm -hmm. at the end of the opening Mm -hmm. or like after the boulder. He's the guy that also is the eye patch dude. I didn't know that either. And there's also another cast member who plays two roles in this movie. So, you know, the big guy that uh, he fights in the plane, Mm -hmm. he plays one of Tots. um, They're called Sherpas. And Mm -hmm. uh, that is when they were in Nepal. He's mm-hmm. one of the henchmen guys there, oh, too. Cool. I didn't know that until I found it on Wikipedia, of all places. Yeah, and then we see that Indy and Bella, they have a conversation. This is not a very good place for a murder, Dr. Jones. They're kind of like in a restaurant. And they're like, a, and he's like, these people don't care. I was like, you and I were very much alike. Archaeology is part of our souls. I am your future. If I bury you... Well, if I bury this $10 watch in a thousand years, men like you and me will kill for it. The Ark is a radio to God. And then, you know, it's like, what do, what do we talk to him with him now? Yeah, and just like, like, I, I want him to go like, you want, you want forgiveness? Get religion. Yes. No, but he's very pissed right now because, you know, he just lost Marion. Mm-hmm. And then Indy gets saved by children. All of Sala's like 11 children or something. Yes. Next time it will take more than children to save you, Dr. Jones. Mm-hmm. Also, Belloc's first name is Renee because that, that's just his last name. Mm-hmm. Everybody is um, got kind of cool last names too. Mm-hmm. Like Marion's is Ravenwood. Mm-hmm. What an what awesome name. And then after this, 
I think this is when they go to the yeah the digging place to the uh, the medallion place mm-hmm. the medallion reader place Sala and Indy mm-hmm. and uh, we learn that the, the medallion has inscriptions on it that sh- tells how big the staff is mm-hmm. and there's this thing where he's gonna eat um this I guess this fruit there were or this dates. food they were called dates so like mm-hmm. he offered it to Mary and he's just like you want a date. And she's like, what? And he's like, no, 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 like the, the food hmm. right here. And we see that the eye patch guy, he pours a bunch of like poison on it. Mm-hmm. And the medallion guy, who's this old uh, Egyptian looking dude, he's just like, okay, the staff is this long. Mm-hmm. Like it was like 72 inches or something. And he's like, but wait, wait, wait. On the back of it, it says, and also take a half foot off in sacrifice to the God. God. And he's mm-hmm. like, did you say the Nazis somehow found information to make the staff that long? And mm-hmm. they're like, he's like, well, they only had one side of that medallion. Their staff is too long and they're digging in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And then Sala, in celebration, he has this little quirk of just singing jaunty tunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Indy's about to eat the date, but great reflexes on Sala. He, he catches, catches it, it. And he's like, it was a bad date because the monkey ate the poison dates and yeah, kills itself. He's dead. The evil monkey. Oh, that evil Dumb monkey. <laughs> and then I was like, and they notice that they're digging in the wrong place, the Nazis. So they find out with, um, with the, exactly what they need to dig. And I love when they get on the ground and we see this beautiful, this is also that the mommy stole in the mommy returns, this beautiful recreation of all of the different temples. It's just iconic. Indiana Jones holding the staff as we see the light of the sun going down. Yeah, because they infiltrate where the Nazis are digging. They're Mm -hmm. everywhere. Yes. And they have to sneak in. And Indy goes down and... They have the correct size staff as well. That's very important. Yeah. And then the scene where, obviously, we all... Uh, there have been recreations of that. I think of the Family Guy one, mm-hmm. um, where he puts it in a certain hole. Mm-hmm. And Indy also has this thing of always checking in his journals and stuff. He mm-hmm. always journals uh, his clues or whatever, and it shows that he's a very smart person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't wear the glasses just because he has to. Um, he he writes down everything, and I think mm-hmm. that's a good detail. Yes. Shows that he's a very observant person, and so he does that, and it goes through the crystal, and just the score, oh, and the look on his face, like mm-hmm. oh shit, and then it fucking like Superman heat visions, yes, the, where the well of soul is. It's iconic. And then, it's beautiful. And then he gets taken out by uh, or or he has to get back up with a Nazi flag mm-hmm. tied at the end because that's all that Sala had. Mm-hmm. And then we see the Indy between all of this and uh, uh, between all of this camp of all of the Nazis as they're digging inside. They, he finds Marion and then she's he's alive. She's alive and then she as he's trying to untie her and I was like, ooh, and then he starts to think, I was like, uh, and then he's like, wait, and Marion's like, you're going to leave me here, Jones? Are you crazy? And then Indy's like, I know where the ark is. And then puts everything back to him. He's like, you're insane. I love you. Bye. But Bye. he also is like, 
if we try to escape now, we're all probably going to die. Mm-hmm. So he has two reasons that he can't let her go. He's like, first of all, we're outnumbered. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I'm going to lose the location of the Ark. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, see you later. Bye. Love and you. then Jonas is like, I love you, Marion. And then he runs away. Yep. And she's spends a lot of time screaming. But it's actually kind of justified here. And it's not. Yeah, annoying. not the screams that you don't like. Ugh, we'll get to her. <laughs> don't. <laughs> We'll get to her. How dare, how dare you? <laughs> and we see that Bella is talking with Mary. I was like, oh, this girl had medallion for years. She knows nothing. I got someone that can make her talk as we hear this creepy guy with the uh, all in black. And he's walking, showing his hand that he has uh, all of this. Uh, it's all burned. And that's how they got the information because they got it from the brand mm-hmm. on Tot's hand. She and there's the also the, the Colonel, uh, Dietrich, who is very much the stereotypical Nazi. Blonde yeah. hair, blue eyes, tall. And it's just like, we have made ways of making her talk. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. And I love when we also see uh, Sala and Indy opening this this kind of like a open, like a very heavy rock to get into the... Yeah, because they spend inside. all day digging and there's this awesome shot of everyone digging as the sun is setting mm-hmm. very beautiful though you just it, feel the heat off of that too we see that they're opening this heavy rock door i love how the clouds this beautiful matte painting or how it looks a special effect if those clouds look almost identical to the ones in poltergeist as they're moving it's also it. almost identical to the ones at the very end mm-hmm. i was like uh and we see this creepy anubis uh um statue and Salah gets scared and he's like why does the floor move and then Salah drops one of the lanterns so it's like a snakes oh no and he's just like give me your torch yeah why did it have to be snakes Snakes. (laughs) just his like oh god (laughs) he's so exasperated Mm -hmm. oh yeah and while that's happening Belloc gives Marion food and water and and a new dress and a new dress, as he's also creepily spying on her, taking off her bra. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only see the back, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's obviously puts on the dress and everything, and he puts out some wine, which she, of course, downs like a shot. <laughs> also, I'm like, Marion, you're right now with some Nazis. I'm like, yeah, I would have been careful drinking that wine, though. Especially, also, never drink wine that fast. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts your throat. And in the desert. And, ru- and you can never taste the flavor. It would have been boiling hot, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, nothing's worse than warm wine. You want mm-hmm. it nice and cold. But then again, it probably was cold. Maybe it was like under like a block of ice or well, something. Well, that's true. Who he's kind of like a rich guy, though. Yeah, so... and he's just like, if you're trying to escape, it's three weeks on foot anywhere you go so you mm-hmm. might as well just get comfy and stay here mm-hmm. he's really schmoozing and you know treating her nice the good cop bad cop routine where he mm. is the good cop but he's also like legitimately he's very similar to indiana mm-hmm. jones himself also very good style also is that cliche of the contrast of the hero and the villain they almost feel similar because of a little different thing yes he's the primary antagonist Mm -hmm. secondary antagonist is taught because obviously he's a gestapo agent Mm -hmm. and he comes in 
and it looks like he's going to torture her. And this joke, it never fails to not get a laugh out of me, mm-hmm. where he gets like these black nunchuck things on chains. Hmm. And then without even blinking or doing anything, he just assembles it. It's a coat hanger. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that took a lot of practice from the the actor Ronald Lacey. Who, mm-hmm. He's uh, passed away now, but mm-hmm. Spielberg did that because he did a movie called 1941. Mm-hmm. which was like a Zucker's comedy, it did not do well, and it's mm-hmm. not very good. And he wanted to do this gag with the coat hanger, mm-hmm. just like a visual comedy. And he said that I will put it in all my movies until it gets a laugh. Mm-hmm. The very next movie he made was Raiders of the Lost Ark. It got a laugh. Nice. So he didn't have to do that anymore. So that's that's the reason why that's in the movie. Mm. Yeah. Um. We, yeah, we see, see Indy going to the digging side and we see all of the all of the snakes and he gets there and I love this. Is this another one of my favorite shots? Is Indy looking at a cobra? Oh, no, yeah. When uh, Sala also says his famous line, which is, Asps, very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> and he's and, like, see, I told you it'd be fine. <laughs> And I also, we see that Salak is captured by Belloc and the Nazis. Yeah, because they see them making a big deal Mm -hmm. out of everything. And they're just like, get everybody right now. Mm -hmm. Um, This was before we also learned that uh, he gets Marion super drunk. Because as it turns out, that wine was his family label. He invented it. He can hold his alcohol better than Mm Marion. So that's the whole point of um, Marion in the drinking contest is Mm -hmm. to show that Belloc is not only her equal, he can actually beat her. He has mm-hmm. a higher alcohol tolerance. Because he's like, I grew up with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, he's French. They drink wine like all the time. Of since course like, they would. Since eat. they're like 12. Yeah, it's like Mexicans with hot food. They mm-hmm. have like a, they have like a built-in tolerance for that because mm-hmm. they've been you've you've been eating hot food ever since you were born. You just mm-hmm. have that like tolerance. It's nothing to you. Right? It's the same thing with French people and wine. Mm-hmm. And, and and then Marion gets yeah the cobra in, shot yeah the cobra awesome. shot and then more, and then also we now now know that they get they get captured but then Marion gets dropped into this temple and there was Which like Belloc did not approve of either mm-hmm. and there was like a, oh and then I love uh, I don't know if the other evil guy that is not Belloc said this is the Americans are all the same overdressing for the wrong occasions I think it was because of Marion's dress that's a pretty good quote but yeah they actually did find the ark. Mm-hmm. Sala and Indy carried it up. They mm-hmm. hauled it up. It's in a big crate. And then Indy is left in there to die. And Belloc is like, once again, we see that whatever you briefly possess, I will always own. Mm-hmm. And I love the other thing that he says, well, Dr. Jones, you could be a permanent addition to the to this collection. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe in a thousand years, you will be worth something. And you're like, ah, ha, ha, son mm-hmm. of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, Marion gets down there, and then she's like, no, boo. Yep. silence it. And, of course, she's just screaming and freaking out because, yeah, Cobra, there's snakes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Their torches are going out. And she's just like, yeah, well, can you figure out how to do this faster? And then Indy pushes the big Anubis uh, statue to break, to, break um, to make a pass. Because he notices notice- that the snakes are coming out of holes in the wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then... This is the other thing that I forgot about this mo- the, this movie. When Marion finds like 20 cadavers in that temple. I was like, damn! 
it, it gave me Poltergeist flashbacks when <laughs> when the when the mother's in the pool. I'm like, damn. I was like, the that was some good scare. That scared the crap do out we, of me. Do we not know if they were actual corpses? No, they were not. We don't know that yet. <laughs> and so, and this is when we go into another famous scene of the movie: the airfield, the airfield fight. Yeah, because Indy thinks that they're going to fly it out. Mm -hmm. And what happens? They infiltrate the plane and everything. And then there's this big, like, strong man that comes Mm -hmm. out. Big hulking dude, bald, like, Dave Bautista-looking guy Mm -hmm. with, like, a a strong man mustache and everything. And he puts up his dukes and... Put him up, put him up. And uh, they start beating each other up. And the punch sound effects are also very iconic. Another staple of the of the franchise. Yes, the it's the same sound effect every single time, mm-hmm. and they better have it in the new one. Oh my god! Or I'll be pissed. James Mangold, you better don't don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And Indy is very much outmatched, but Marion managed to get herself in the cockpit and is using the machine gun to take out the cars. And there's a lot of explosions. Oh, I, uh, there's a lot I, I of like gas. The Star Wars kind of focus on the on the cockpit though, and like yeah. how she gets on on it, and how the plane is just circling around because she took the uh, the gas the, tank. No, not the gas tank. The little wooden um, the stuff that they put under the wheels to keep mm-hmm. it from wheeling away. Yeah, and like this movie is made up of a lot of little moments as well, yes. like a little funny moments, like during the bar f- uh, fight, we see that one of the barrels of whiskey gets shot and marion mm-hmm. takes a drink out of it as it's pouring and another thing is things that are getting lit up in lines mm-hmm. but indiana jones is narrowly avoiding it because they lit the bar counter with mm-hmm. like you know alcohol is flammable they lit it to a fire and he manages to get out of the way and this also happens because the gas tank is leaking and stuff uh before that the big uh muscle mustache guy uh he gets chopped and he, he gets ripped to pieces Final by the plane blade. style yes we don't see it like graphically but it's very much like there's splatter of blood and everything that he gets in a PG diced movie. up in a pg movie he gets diced up by the by the plane blade mm-hmm. it's very graphic <laughs> they're like describing that you're just like oh you don't even need to show anything. Yeah, I was like, damn. Marion got herself locked into the cockpit as well, and Indy has to shoot it out to get her out. And there's also this beautiful white shot of them running away from the gas and the plane, and the explosion looks glorious. I think this is where Michael Bay got his inspiration. Where they blow up three trucks, yes. and then it blows up the plane, and mm-hmm. Indy's just like, well, shit, we blew up the ark. But then Sala comes up, and he's just like, Indy, Indy, listen, listen, I taught... I, heard some things they're gonna put it on a truck to cairo and he's like mm-hmm. what truck and the truck immediately starts going out and then we get an action scene there's a lot of action scenes though but they're really organic though yeah it, it moves the plot forward there's a purpose mm-hmm. behind those scenes mm-hmm. you and hear this that, is just so indie yeah this is just so indie can get the arc mm-hmm. and he ends up doing that um I also like in this chasing that first it starts with a horse and then it goes derailing to the cars. I love how in this trio still trying to get hit, uh, hold on from the logo. It, was that a Mercedes Benz? 
It was a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, a Mercedes Benz. I was like, and I was like, ah, ah, and then he drops. Also, oh, the hood ornament. The hood ornament, but also he's trying to get uh, being underneath. And even this is the thing that I wonder in the filming of this movie. Was that also Harrison Ford an extra? Because I feel bad for the extra with all of the. That was not Harrison Ford. Yes, uh, where he uses the whip. Yeah, to, to be dragged out. Yeah, where he he gets the whip to wrap around the mm-hmm. underside of the car, and he's getting dragged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an extra. They didn't go as fast as those cars, mm-hmm. but they still they still getting dragged along the road is never mm-hmm. fun. And then between all of this fighting, he finally gets the truck with the Ark. Uh, the the car with Belloc and the other villains. If Flash was like, oh no, we, we lost them. Go and find them. Because they pull an old Fast and Five and do a whole switcheroo. Ah, uh, switcheroo. Of all of Salah's friends, I was like, immediately, they go into the, into, into the parking lot and they put a market behind them. It's fucking funny as hell. Yeah, then... but they have the Ark. And now mm-hmm. they're just trying to sail home. Mm-hmm. And the boat captain, by the way, that's Sala's friend, played by Kingsley from Harry Potter. Oh. Kingsley Chapel. I did not know that. Wow. And also, I love when they're in the boat and Marion is cleaning out his wounds. And I was like, oh, it hurts. My, and, it's like a, and she's like, where does it hurt? Does it hurt here? And there's like, in the abs, I was like, yeah. You can just go a little up and yeah. then goes to the lips. And then I was like, and it hurts right here too. And I was like, a, I'm like, you sly dog Indian. Then as my- he has his shirt off as well, he's all he's very injured as well. He hurt his arm during that action scene, so the continuity with that. Mm-hmm. Um, in another oh yeah, version before of this they movie, board, he's in, like, uh, Marion also- gives Sala three kisses, one on each cheek and mm-hmm. one on the lips, and he's just so excited. He's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and, and in another version, uh, Indy Bo has said, "Also hurt down here." below more <laughs> no, lower no stop it, stop <laughs> it i'm surprised they didn't do that but i know right um marion cleaned up got another dress white mm-hmm. dress and uh is cleaning the mirror but indy's on the other side of it and what happens is she flips the mirror mm-hmm. and it hits him straight in the jaw and then it cuts to the outside of the ship and you hear ah! <laughs> and he's just she's like what'd you say and he's just like uh never mind just let me sleep Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they make out kiss, and then immediately after the kiss, he just sleeps. She's just like, "We can never have any time to ourselves." Mm-hmm. But then it's implied that they had sex. Oh yeah. Well, especially well, I mean, because when, what else are you gonna do? A, what, what else are you gonna have mm-hmm. to do on a boat for hours? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, after this, we see that the Nazis attack this 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 ship. They take Marion and the Ark. And then they was like, we cannot find Indy. We cannot find Jones. And then all of the pirates from afar, they see Indy going into the Nazi submarine. I was like, yeah. Yeah, because the captain is still a friend, but he's just like, I got to play both sides. I, I got to make him think that, uh, you know, you're dead and all that stuff. But just hide in this little chute mm-hmm. as he just pokes his head out and everything. Yeah, he, he sneaks his, his way onto a, a U-boat. Mm-hmm. The captain gives the salute, of course. Mm-hmm. And... I love that this whole second half of the movie is just a cat and mouse game. Yes. As they're going or just there. Or it's like a big game of keep away. Like, trans- no, it's mine. It's mine. Mm-hmm. They're transporting the this, uh, the Ark over here in this part of the desert. And I love that Indy's holding a bazooka. 
Yeah, uh, he manages to um, disguise himself as a soldier, mm-hmm. knocks out a couple dudes, um, manages to get a hold of a bazooka as they're going on their way to, I think, tennis. Greece? Um, I think it was Tennis where they were heading, though, to the Well of Souls. No, no, the Well of Souls is where they got the ark. Oh, okay, got it, sorry. Yeah, I'm Greece? trying to see where um ah it's um it crosses the Mediterranean Sea, so it is in Greece. Mm. It's um they're, they're by the Aegean Sea, oh, and okay. uh, so it's on an island in Greece. I said, I'm gonna blow the ark, Renee. Blow it out, Jones. Send it back to God. You're like me. You want to see it open. This is history in the. It doesn't. And now we're in the island. And we see the ritual, and we see this is Belloc, right? The one yes, that's doing the ritual with the cultural appropriation clothes. Mm. Oh, by the way, the Nazis were just like, we don't feel comfortable doing this Jewish ceremony. And then he says, like, do you think that you're gonna feel more comfortable you doing it in front of the Führer? And they're like, mm, well, yeah, yeah, that's a someone. that's a good point as well. And I love that also Indy is just like, I don't care about the arc. I'm just care about the girl. You know, mm-hmm. he's only saying that mm-hmm. because, you know, he wants to get some points with his now girlfriend again. Mm-hmm. But he also might mean it. You don't know. He, yeah. It's probably half and half. I like that. Indiana Jones is a good person, mm-hmm. but he's not perfect. He is very morally ambiguous. And they both get tied into this pole. Looks like a pole novel cover. Both of them had their had their tied to well, each other. This whole movie looks like a pulp novel. That's true, like an old uh, '30s adventure, like mm-hmm. high stakes with the leather jackets and the open button shirt that mm-hmm. he never buttons because why would you? Show me hairy chest. You gotta show that chest hair, and he's always got a five o'clock shadow. Yes. And then we see that they we see they start the ritual and the electricity goes ballistic, it goes goes out in and out. And oh, and see- he also says, "Whatever happens, Marion, don't look. Shut mm-hmm. your eyes." I was like, we see the storm going in. We see the storm inside of the box of the ark. And so, so we see that Bella grabs and it's only just sand. And, and we so see- coarse and rough and irritating, mm-hmm. and it got everywhere. And the fuck starts coming out from the from from the ark. And we see a lot of ghosts and souls of people. Ooh. That's why it may might have been called the Well of Souls. Mm-hmm. And then we see this yellow kind of like laser that goes between all of the middle of the Nazis. As we also see all of the ghosts. First it looks like a woman. Then it goes into a really creepy kind of like skull. And As uh, Dietrich, Tot, and Belloc. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm faces melt one gets like all the life suck all the meat suck from it and then tots melt melts like ice cream and belloc is just so blown away because he's like it's beautiful but he he finds it literally mind-blowing because his head explodes like videodrome and then everybody gets like shot with like evil lightning and it's foreshadowed because that was like Mm-hmm. What it was shown in, like, the picture at the beginning of mm-hmm. the arc. And the arc looks beautiful, by the way. The gold on top mm-hmm. of, like, the Egyptian, like, wing people and stuff. And that looks like a heavy sucker, too. Like, you and feel also, like that thing would be needs, like, two or three people to carry it. 
And also another detail that I totally forgot before the opening that the box with the uh, with the Nazi symbol was is all burned out. It's kind of like saying like that kind of like thing that the God is, doesn't agree with the Nazis. Yeah, I'm, really I'm just cool thinking detail. to myself, yeah, really smart Nazis opening a Jewish artifact, mm-hmm. probably with Jewish spirits, Yeah, as you are about to commit or as you are invading and slowly committing genocide to those people. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to do? <laughs> Um, as this big storm is happening, Indian Marion had their eyes closed, and Indy's just like, "Don't look, Marion! Don't look!" This scene is beautiful, gorgeous, violent, with a lot of subtlety that you can decipher. Even my boyfriend was telling me, "So, what was the purpose of everybody dying that way?" And I'm like, "You can just say that there was the wrath of God, or..." the image of God that you would never be able to comprehend and see. There's a lot of ways to interpret this scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then everybody gets sucked in like nothing happened. Yep. But it managed to burn the rope and Indy and Marion are fine. And they managed to come back. They go to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Their mission done. Meets up with Marcus again. And they have a meeting with the two army guys. Mm-hmm. With Porkins. Yes. And he's just like, oh, I hope you guys thank you for your success. Um, and Indy's just like, but when is it going to get in the museum? And he's like, um, because um, this is such a powerful artifact. Um, say that, but say the line, say the line. Oh, he's like, don't worry. He's, like, Marcus is like, this has to be examined, guys. This is mm. a big, like, fine. And he's like, and it will be. It's being examined by top men as we speak. Top. Who? Top men. men. As we <laughs> see, it's literally just being put in storage. And Indy just like, um, as he's walking down, is just like, fools with Marion. He's just like, mm-hmm. they don't know what they got. And Marion's just like, but I know what I got. Come on, I'll take you out for a drink. A drink? He's like, Okay. And we and know go what's going to happen after that drink. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, maybe not then, maybe not uh maybe not that night, but we know mm-hmm. eventually. Uh and yeah, then we, we see, see everything gets as it's put in storage. Iconic shot of we just seeing the art being dragged away in a storage house as it's put in a crate. In a big storage house. Ah, oh, that John Williams score at the end. In the middle of no, in the middle of like this field of crates. Mm-hmm. Do we say where it is, until, or we wait until it, the fourth one? Wait till the fourth one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's Top the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Men. Top. Men. That's when James Woods ended in Family Guy. Where is he? He's being in charge by top men. <laughs> <laughs> not the first time family guy has done indiana jones parody. oh they did it so many times <laughs> they even go through the ride with uh stewie and short round stuff yes. by the way they do not sell short round gear i don't know if they ever have they mm-hmm. sell indiana jones gear but mm-hmm. they have never sold short round stuff probably because that would be cultural mm-hmm. appropriation because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a small asian kid not only that you betray the disney the stockholders point- when we get to Temple of Doom, Billy Next got week. to do this when we went to Disneyland. I'm so happy that most of that ride is a homage to Temple of Doom because I love Temple of Doom so much. <laughs> well, it's it's a homage to Indiana Jones in general. 
Yeah, but most even though when I wrote it, the freaking boulder didn't work and the face <laughs> of the evil eye god didn't work. I mean, now they've updated it, but mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, that's Ra- that's, Ra- that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, this is technically but officially kind of like the third fourth time I have seen this movie. It's just really, still a really good movie, though. It still very much holds up. I mean, are you really surprised? No. But I'm surprised I know a lot that... of people that actually do not like Indiana Jones. Mm. I know a couple of people that don't like it. And Interesting. It's more, I think, more to do with the fact that I just don't like Harrison Ford as like an actor. He is very much like... Interesting. Um, he, he is very good at what he does, which is just sort of mumbling and this oh well, i guess i'm here sort of mentality this i don't give a crap mentality mm-hmm. but i don't know it just feels like a yeah it's like an old adventure movie that's just just takes you back or takes you away um this has a lot of things that i love also i was so lucky that my blu-ray set had one of my favorite things from my childhood the THS logo. Oh, how can we forget about the THX logo? Literally, I have an orgasm and I needed a cigarette. I love that fucking thing. <laughs> I love the THX logo. All right, logo. that might be a bit TMI, but yes. But I'm glad, this you, movie, glad you like this movie. This movie is really good. Um, yes, I do love the THX thing. So me, I love that thing. Um, but yeah, yes. but you didn't need to describe it that way. That's how I joke. You know me. You know me so well. Oh, yeah. This movie has everything that I love. It's a serial, has romance, has violence, action, iconic scenes. Great cinematography. Great cinematography. Amazing great score. music. In Harrison Ford still in the chewing the scenery. Um, oh, everybody. Everybody. Everything is awesome. It's um, just a really well put together film. And it's a very tight runtime, too. And I'm a George Lucas show. It's I like love a lot hour George Lucas. 40, hour 44 minutes. And also, there's a thing we cannot deny. Maybe that's why a lot of people get so protective about it. George Lucas, Steven Spielberg made the childhood from a lot of people, for a lot of millennials, and even people and from millennials. They did that because they wanted to tribute. Their they childhood. wanted to make a tribute to their childhood mm-hmm. and the stuff that they grew up with mm-hmm. for the next generation. But by doing so, they helped. They basically monopolized that sort of thing and everybody thinks oh it's indiana jones but in reality it's actually indiana jones is inspired by something else mm-hmm. but it's that cool like um thing where um it's, it's this cool property thing. that mm-hmm. yeah, it's a full circle thing that it becomes its own like serial and stuff it's the same thing with star wars it's supposed to be flash gordon or like kirosawa and so many different inspirations of us and it became its own its own story yeah like it's an adventure series but it's not in like any realm of like it's it's more realistic mm-hmm. but there's some stuff that defies reality mm-hmm. for sure but it it's, it's go... a typical you uh it's very simple like good guy bad guy mm-hmm. You want to it, root for the good guy. You like Indiana Jones. He doesn't he, go to space like in Fast and Furious. Thank God. He he's smart. Mm-hmm. He's a charming. badass. He's good looking. He's charming. He's he's got faults. Charismatic. He's, he's funny. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly funny too. Um, and it's just a likable hero. 
Like you can say the Indiana Jones is one of the most perfect leading man kind of characters. Yeah, but he's not too perfect, and that's what makes him. That's the other cool awesome. thing about it. But I'm talking about character wise. Yeah, character wise, he's like, he's very well developed and well written. Mm-hmm. And the stuff like we don't need to know much about his past or something. We just know who he is now, and it's enough. And he's established that has he had gone to many adventures before this. Yes, and we learn more about him in uh, later installments. Mm-hmm. I'll it's give this movie cool. a ten. It's a really good movie. I'll give this movie a 10 as well. It's, nice. It is. Sometimes the simplest stuff mm-hmm. is enough. And it, it shouldn't really be surprised that, you know, this is consistently ranked as one of like the best movies ever mm-hmm. for a reason. And it's one of the Steven Spielberg's most famous movies. It's one of the mm-hmm. most famous cinema characters ever or cinematic characters ever. There's not much more you can say about it. It's incredible that Spielberg is responsible for so many iconic things like Jaws, E.T., Dana Jones, Jurassic Park. It's incredible what Steven Spielberg can do. But as always, you can find me at RobertRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd. At RobertRDC on TikTok as well. Also, please follow the podcast on SYNSPOD on Twitter. Please give us a nice review. I did notice that someone gave us another bad review. I cannot read it, but please give us a nice review. If you want to give a bad review, don't do it. And you, Billy? Okay, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Master of Puns 196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing starts with a capital letter. And as always, you can follow our main show, Twitter at SYNS Pod. And just give us a five star and just write a review. Um, if you're a bot, just go away. Mm-hmm. And you can also listen to us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spotify for podcasters, wherever podcasts can be listened to. And as always, see you in the summer. Dun, 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 dun.